The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it's another week. It's 11 a.m. on a Monday, and it's time for another edition of Mick Shots inside the SWBC podcast studio. Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and the star of the show, Mickey Spagnola. The star of the no. show. You're not the star of the show, <laughs> I'm Mickey? Just the third, it says your name the on The third it. wheel. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we are here for another week, and uh, there's a lot going on here. As a matter of fact, uh, normally, Everson, you see two football fields out here. Mm-hmm. There's only one football field out here. There's a big event coming up on Thursday night. And then when it rains, there's no football fields out here. Can't go inside either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they have they have uh, facilities out there for the concert, right? In That's order. right. The AMC concert coming up on Thursday night. Thursday night. So yep. I think football practice, if it rains again, will go across the street to Baylor, Scott, and White. Yes. Yeah. They can. They they have a weight room that's still available. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Get the strength and conditioning. Yeah. Or strength, probably yeah. not the conditioning. I, I love the, the I love the place over there, the Baylor place. It's yeah. really nice. Yeah. That's really nice. We've done a couple of couple of shows in there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We did. Yeah. They, and there's another football team that practices over. There. I don't know if it's maybe the indoor team, the Dallas I, Defenders. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I see them every once in a while driving in. They're either outside Is or inside right? practicing. Yeah, I never knew oh, that yeah. was the name. I never knew their name. I, think I didn't that's either probably... until last week. I was at the Stars game, and there was a sign at the at the American Airlines yeah. Center showing the Dallas Defenders. You got me on that one, Bill. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you know so the head, Hey, Mickey, do you know who the head coach of the Dallas Defenders? I do not. Clint Dozell. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wow. Clint Dozell, Dallas Desperado fame. What a quarterback he was for the Desperados <laughs> Arena Football League. I think he was almost like the offensive coordinator. He, he, and, well, he was. He was like a coach on the field. And Will yeah. McClay was the head coach once upon a time. What? Yeah, the oh, Dallas Desperados. Well, that's how he got here. They, they hired him away from Jacksonville. Uh, to be the uh, Desperados' defensive coordinator, but he said if he was going to take Joe the Amazon job, Joe as the head coach, uh, figurehead. Yes, it was like <laughs> the monarchy. Man, uh, McClay, uh, a man of many talents. So Will was sort of, and Dozell were kind of running those teams um, because Will told him if I'm if I'm coming over to coach the Desperados, then I also want to be involved in uh, scouting because mm-hmm. he was a scout for Jacksonville. And so they said, yeah, okay. So it was kind of, yeah, I guess. What a testament to working your way up through the ranks yeah. for Will McClay. That was going to be We had no my... idea we were going to go down this road, but <laughs> it's a great road to go <laughs> down. Let, let me write yeah. that down because that was going to be my Friday column, right? Yeah. <laughs> a testament to uh, Will McClay. There you uh, go. Yep. Uh, it's funny how we got to it also because <laughs> of the rain because of the AMC and the AMC, AMC. And, uh, well people should know that there's a it's there's the a big ACM ACM television network AMC is like movies yeah, right yeah, or yeah. something there you go there's a there's a uh, tent outside on the uh where the practice Astro field is turf field yeah. is and a parking lot also because yeah I don't know if I want to call it a tent I mean, that's just a structure. 
Yeah, it's, it's more, just it's more than a tent. Yeah, it's it's an uh, Uber tent. It's the equivalent of what you would see at a PGA tour event. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the hospitality right. yeah. or uh, party tents. Know, party tents, yeah. yeah like the, and then behind it's going to be parking for the celebs mm. when they get driven in by their limos. Oh, you know you're one of those guys. Come on. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the drivers. Yes. <laughs> That's why I dressed up some, today. Make some extra pay. Right. <laughs> it's in case I saw Kelly Clarkson or something. You're like, uh, Will, you're a man of many talents. That's right. Uh-huh. You got to be. Yep, forking his way up. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, so anyway, and off-season workouts continue. With uh, coaches on the field, we talked about it last yep. week, and they continued this week. And the rookie Rookies. mini camp will be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They'll get here. So when will Thursday. they arrive? It's, will they be able to go to the ACM awards? I, I, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they have a bullpen for those guys. I mean, they'll be able to hear it. They, they stay right here, right? Uh, if there's room, <laughs> they may have to have the rookies report yeah. on Friday instead. Yeah. <laughs> days in down the road or <laughs> <That's> <laughs> ever since you recall where you stayed right off the bat i mean you were in local in yeah, town i was good i was good you, you I, never had to i was right back in bed but there was you didn't have did you have a mini camp yeah we had mini camp for yeah. just the rookies uh we did we All had mini camp just you? for the rookies and uh we were out there uh, i remember the dbs and the wide receivers uh, were kind of going at it. And I couldn't wait to get at, and get at uh, somebody because I was still upset about not being drafted. And I was—I remember I was going to go up against Doug Donnelly every time he went up because he was the first guy that they drafted. And so my, my focus was on, on Doug Donnelly. And, and here comes Tony Hill. Well, I thought it was just rookies. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> here comes Tony Hill. I'm like, oh, man, I'm salivating, right? Like, Man, I get to go against Tony Hill, so I, I step up to the front. I'm this is just... right on the heels of Tony Hill catching a touchdown pass from Roger Staubach to beat Washington hey, in 1979. That, that was my moment. That was my moment, right? So I step up on Tony Hill like, hey, you know, I stepped up a little too aggressively for his taste because he was just there. Hey, guys, I just want to get a good look. You know, I'm up here to warm up. You know, Tony always had problems in the offseason of keeping his weight. So he was out there early, you know, his big sweats on and everything. I'm out there like, hey, man, I want to go against you. He goes, hey, bro, I'm just trying to get a little little warmed up. I said, yeah, okay, that's okay. He said, you stepping up kind of strong. I said, yeah, I want you. He said, well, you know, if you want me, let's go. So we start, I come up at him real fast on the curl route. I, I mean, I really came at him hard, right? I didn't give him any room. And he's like, hey, Rook, I told you I'm just trying to warm up. And he said, okay. So he comes out the next play. Man, he shook me down so hard. <laughs> he shook me down so hard. I almost broke my ankle, right? And he, come, he, he catches the ball and he throws it back at me. He said, I'll see you in training camp. <laughs> <laughs> so your attitude as an undrafted guy coming in, there's going to be undrafted guys that are coming in here this week. Yeah. What advice do you give those guys uh, who are trying to show what they can do right off the bat? Don't sit back. Don't wait. You know, don't, don't, you know, first of all, don't make the same mistakes you see somebody else make out there, right? That's the best thing to do. You learn from somebody else's mistakes while you're out there and learning. And uh, like I said, the main thing is show yourself. And, and you even show though you, there may be no reason for you to walk in here with any swagger, you come in here with some swagger. When I, if I'm if I'm looking at I'm looking at it like this, if I'm a free agent, okay, if I'm I come in and whatever forty time I run, you know, not not the four seven I'm talking about. If I'm uh, one of those guys out there and I'm running like a four five, four four, then I'm going to use that. 
You know, whatever I can do with that 4-4, I'm going to show them I can use that with, with a 4-4. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do all the drills correctly. I'm going to know where the hell I'm supposed to be at all times. And at the same time, I'm going to show them that I'm eager enough to want to get out there and represent the star. And especially if a Tony Hill, a guy who at the time was four years into the league, probably when, when you were three, a rookie. Three years, I believe. Okay, three, three years, years into the league yeah. and had established himself in the league, you're going to show this veteran. This, that I, 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 this, is, who, this is who I need to, to, to compare to. This is, my, this is my goal right there. That's my standard. That was Tony Hill. But at the time before he came, it was Doug Donnelly. Mm-hmm. Because Doug was the first, he was the first receiver drafted in our class. And so I was going to go at somebody. And I wasn't going to try and prove myself against another free agent. I'm going to try and prove myself against the best. You're the best. I want to beat the best. And that's what I told Tony Hill. So, unfortunately, nowadays we have rules against that. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> the veterans can't be out there. <laughs> well, then I'm going to – it's one of the rookies. It's yeah. going to be one of those rookies that you speak highly of. If it's a wide receiver and I'm a DB, i got to go at you. Yeah. That's it. This is man-to-man right here. And but but it's basically just it, this weekend because they moved back to rookie camp now. What it was before for years, it was just days after the draft and after all these free agents are signed, whatever. Then they have a rookie camp. Then they go back home and then they come back for off season. Now it just goes right into mm-hmm. OTAs basically mm-hmm. the following week. And that's why they did it so mm-hmm. they didn't have to go home and come back. Yeah, so you're exactly. just you're, it's a rookie orientation. You're just days away and from meeting up with a veteran on a practice. They turned it into an orientation because mm-hmm. before they brought these guys in and, and started going at it, they'd show up here and it's 90 degrees mm-hmm. and these guys hadn't been doing anything than preparing for the draft uh, and taking uh, you know, the chicken dinner tours on their visits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they come in here and pull a hamstring or a quad, you know, and then and, and they wear miss, them out. Yeah. You know, they you know, the big story when Dez was drafted comes in here and, you know, he, he's losing his lunch out there. Uh, and so they've backed off now, and it's more of a kind of walk-through orientation to get them ready to show how we practice, right, uh, how we do things, and then have them ready to go for the OTAs. So no, no one-on-one? Probably not. Wow. Well, if there wow. is— so what so, on this so list then, of then Bill should ask you the question on this what can a free agent do not yet you just show wait, up at time you and, have to wait wait for a yeah training and camp, learn basically. and learn the playbook until mm-hmm. you get to OTAs yeah. which because is there's fast I mean looking at this there's no rookie quarterback in this group right to throw one on one now they they normally what they do is they bring guys in for like a tryouts. Tryout guy. And have them throw because I think They'll Will have a couple. I Will think. Greer may not even qualify to work. Probably in, doesn't now. Yeah, I don't think because this is like his third, fourth year, right? Well, uh, I think if 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 I were going to be strategic about it, I would try my best to to find where that camp is. When the when the quarterback takes his wide receivers and the DBs, they all work out together. We'll <laughs> find out Dax, where Dax, yeah, Dax back right. there, where lives. Right. <laughs> Don't knock on Dax's door. Hey, hey y'all, come play. y'all practicing today? <laughs> Uncle Dax, can I come and play? <laughs> I'm going. You know, sometimes they go to Arizona, right? Man, I'm I'm going to see if I can go to Arizona and practice right. or something. I mean, you got to you, you got to get on that plane. <laughs> I'll, I'll get a ticket. So if you, don't, you don't have any money to buy one, probably. So they've got. I think we talked about 
did we talk last week about a couple of the guys they signed? And maybe the fullback we talked about, right? Hunter Lipke. Hunter Lipke, is that how you say yes. it? North Dakota State. Yep. Uh, they really like him, okay. I, I found out, that, that they he's versatile, uh, not only fullback, fullback, uh, but he, can, he ran the football for North Dakota State. Obviously, you know, probably can play special teams, and so – uh, he was a guy that I think stood out uh, for them um, in, 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 you know, agreed the terms, I guess it still is, until they get here and sign. But he was one of about a dozen guys that they looked like they had to come to agreements with. Well, and when you look at the history of Mike McCarthy's offenses, uh, the uh, a fullback is a very important part of it. Has been in the past anyway. John Kuhn was a Pro Bowl fullback for him. I think he uh, did it years. by his performance against the Cowboys that one year, <laughs> if you remember, and, uh, running and, the ball, catching the ball, scoring touchdowns. By the way, and uh, and Lipke is six one. Uh, he at the combine he was six one and a quarter inch tall, two hundred thirty four pounds. And so he is a type that, with the ability, maybe to run between the tackles a little bit, but but a, I would assume they're looking at him more so as as being that fullback type. Yeah, lead blocker. Because um, unfortunately, these fullbacks in college don't grow on trees, right? No one goes to college and say, "Gosh, I want to be a lead blocker as a fullback." Mm-hmm. Right? That just doesn't happen. You turn into it because you failed probably as a tight end or something like that. Uh, but this guy's got something to him. They really like him. I, I, I saw the other guy, uh, uh, one of the guys I heard that they really like is the cornerback from Louisiana Tech, uh, Miles Brooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had played three years at Stephen F. Austin and then um, transferred he wanted to go to Division One, and he transferred to La Tech for his final year. And I'm not sure what happened coming out of college, high school. Mm-hmm. Pflugerville, mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah. think he was at Pflugerville, Austin, Austin area. He had committed to Arkansas. And then something I read decommitted mutually and then ended up at Stephen F. Austin. So... Didn't know if there was a reason why he needed to stay close to home or, or what. Uh, but the, he was being recruited by some uh, Division One teams before he ended up going to Stephen F. And uh, he fits the profile sit nearly 6'1", mm. 201 pounds, ran a four five one. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, was, uh, he had a good year uh, at Louisiana Tech. Um, I read where he only gave up 30, you know, and I don't know how accurate these things are. You know, quarterbacks completed passes against them at only 36% rate. So, um, Why don't you trust the data? What's going on? Well, I don't know who's doing it. <laughs> Where'd you get it? What's they might have some high school kid looking at tape, right? That's like, that's like when you look at drop passes. Yeah, okay. same thing. Who judges – Especially at the college level, you get a little more standardized, I guess, in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, but at the college level, who's judging whether it was a drop pass or not? I mean, the ball might have been way behind the guy, and he barely got his left hand on it, trailing him. Whatever. I, I thought they had a, an official, you know, 
person, it's, website, it's not an organization. It's not an official NFL. It's or an official college website, staff. but yeah. it's not an official person. Right. <laughs> that's entering the data. I, I read. I, I read one thing about them. They projected them. It could be a day two prospect. <laughs> probably a day three. And it said potentially a steal for the right team. Mm-hmm. So I also think his dimensions, he's 6'1", 200. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a safety to me. Mm. Uh, and he played safety in, in high school, by the way. Um, so uh, it might be one of those guys where they s- listed – because they listed him as a defensive back. They didn't list him as a corner or safety. I think you say six six feet six and one. You could still be a six one. a solid cornerback. Yeah, you yeah. know it's still so it's, it's good size, good right? Size, yeah, and they yeah. like big corners. Yeah, you here. start talking about the safeties here, though. Donovan Wilson is an exception, but you know more the J uh, Ron is more the guy that kind of looks more like a <laughs> that hybrid. You know? Well, I mean, he was invited to the combine. I mean, that four five one was at the, was a combine number. It right. wasn't. It's not a pro day number. And he so. was at the East West Shrine so. Shrine game also. Yeah. So that's a name to keep an eye on. Okay. Yes, Miles Brooks. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Uh, before we hit a break, uh, one thing I would like to mention, one or two off the top, we got sidetracked talking uh, ACMs, but our, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, everybody. Over an hour and yes. this horrible tragedy over the weekend as well. And uh, it's just senseless. It, it makes you sick to your stomach just uh, it, seeing anything about it and stuff. But I just wanted to mention that off the top as well. I just know it was uh, yesterday was a great day, beautiful day. I had just come home. We were celebrating my uh, grandmother. She had passed on years ago, but she lived to be 104. So we were celebrating her birthday. Mm. And as soon as I got home, I turned on the TV, and that's what was on. Mm. And I'm just thinking, I'm, a, I'm like maybe two miles from there. Mm-hmm. That's what my house is, maybe two miles from there. And so looking at what a beautiful day it was, everyone was out. Mm. And that's why when you saw all the people there that were gathering, that they had uh, had you know tried to uh, corner off, uh, it just looked that was at, at the outlet mall. At the mall yeah. itself. And they had a picture yesterday yeah. as well at a church in the area. It's, so many yeah. people were out there. Yeah. And it, it's, thank God it wasn't worse. You know, Star, it was so Stars coach people. Pete DeBoer uh, pulled a Steve Kerr at his uh, Sunday pre-game press conference. Mm-hmm. It was before he was even asked a question. Yes, he, he just opened and up. And I think he woke up. About it. You know, they the Stars, actually, they practiced here on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they flew to Seattle. And uh, this occurred at 3.30 in the afternoon, our time. Mm-hmm. I it sounded like, from what Peter DeBoer, the Stars coach, said, he didn't even find out about it until he woke up on Sunday, Sunday morning. morning. Mm-hmm. And, and boy, he uh, yeah, he pulled a Steve Kerr. I didn't see basically, that. you know, he didn't go off as much as Kerr, like pounding the mm-hmm. table, mm-hmm. but he made his point mm-hmm. right. Because if you remember, Kerr did that, of course, saying, you know, we got to do something. I'm tired of this, and yeah, that was like seven incidents ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, boy, don't get me started. Mm-hmm. And Bill had to open up the window. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is mixed shots. Yeah. It is mixed shots. Yeah. And um, so anyway, our uh, thoughts and prayers are with everybody uh, there. And, um, and we're, uh, it, it's just unfathomable uh, 
what happened and uh, and how often it happens. Yeah, just right. think about that. Mm-hmm. You're just going shopping. Mm-hmm. You're outside the, the stores. I think the main thing, I, the question I keep asking is, <clears throat> how did this get to be the norm? You know, how did this, where did this mindset come from mm-hmm. to, to, to think that that would solve anything? I know that these are mental issues we're talking about, and, of course, we're talking about the availability of the firearms. But for your mindset, you know, to, to even think that that would solve something, I don't understand what you're trying to do. And whatever you did, it didn't work. It, you know, you haven't changed anyone's minds about anything. It's a hell of a way to have a death wish, Mm -hmm. right? Hmm. All right. Uh, Well, we will continue uh, with mixed shots in just a moment, and uh, we'll get into some of the things that uh, are uh, on the table for the Cowboys going forward here in just a moment. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know. I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. (gasps) Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor. If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe. It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too. (laughs) New Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. The new flavor you deserve. No one knows where this market will go. Things could change tomorrow, next week, or next month. At Merrill, we've been here before, and history shows this is the time to stay focused on your future. Because through every market, the bull will always have your back. Find an advisor in North Texas at ml.com slash bullish. Merrill, a Bank of America company. What would you like the power to do? Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner & Smith, Incorporated, registered broker-dealer, registered investment advisor, member SIPC, a wholly owned subsidiary of Bank of America Corp. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To mixed shots. Country music is rocking the star in Frisco with a free multi-day fan festival ahead of the big show. Come celebrate country music's party of the year at the ACM Country Kickoff, May 9th and 10th. The fun starts each day at 3 p.m. 
with live performances from the newest country music stars, pop-up shops, exclusive artist merch, a beer garden, food trucks, and much more. Visit acmcountrykickoff.com for more information. Okay, I need to review that. Yeah, I'm better than you, Spence. I just need to review it because I wasn't listening at the beginning. Okay, so uh, for those of you who weren't listening at the beginning like I wasn't, um, <laughs> it's a multi-day fan festival. We're not just talking Thursday, right? We're talking the lead-up. Okay. Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay, CM Country kickoff. May. What's the date today? Eighth, the eighth, and so May 9th is Tuesday. May tenth, Wednesday, the fun starts three p.m. I just want to reemphasize when you say May 9th and tenth. For those of us who are a little slower, it's hard for us you to put those put dates the days with together. the days. It's Tuesday. It's Wednesday. The fun starts at three o'clock. It's going to be like walking down the streets in Nashville. So we've got a a country music festival here the next three days, basically. Basically. Starting at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then the big event on Thursday. Probably a bunch of bands that are trying to make it, and they're getting a shot at playing the pregame. So you think they have little pop-ups around? You know, It says the newest country music stars, pop-up shops, exclusive artist merchandise, a beer garden, food trucks, and much more. They need to do that for hip-hop. (laughs) <laughs> I need to have Dallas Cowboys signing autographs there, t-shirts. like Everson Wall. Well, it, it did say uh, performances by the newest country music stars. Yeah. Oh, pop-up shots, not pop-up shops, not pop-up yeah. concerts. No, no oh. pop-up concerts, <laughs> pop-up shops. <laughs> okay, I've got a question for you. Unless oh, you tell me what's on your legal pad. No, this was my page of the guys that they were coming to agreements with. With. Uh, um, the undrafted free agents, and then I had a took a deep dive uh, uh, the other day into uh, Scott, the Cowboys, uh, Eric Scott Jr., the cornerback they yes. drafted in the sixth round. The mm-hmm. steal, the steal, that's the steal, the steal of steel. Southern, Southern yes. Miss, Southern Mississippi. Um, this kid. So you're touting Miles Brooks, the undrafted guy, and, and now you're touting the sixth rounder who they gave up a future next year's fifth rounder. Well, that was the tip off for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had to know something about him. Uh, my understanding is um, Sam Garza, the Mid South area scout, um, sort of got on to him mm-hmm. uh, while he was playing at Southern Miss. And. Um, that that was their first kind of knowing who this guy is. But the reason, evidently, he was so emotional uh, when he got drafted, because I don't know if you guys heard Jerry's call to him. The kid's voice was cracking up. He, he, he was losing it. Uh, he talked about how, you know, he wasn't sure when he was going to get drafted, but he sat there and watched the whole first round, watched mm-hmm. the whole second day. And now it's starting the sixth round, mm-hmm. and he still hadn't got drafted, <laughs> right? And, um, you know, and he was a guy that wasn't invited to the combine, uh, wasn't invited uh, to the senior bowl, mm-hmm. um, did go to the East West Shrine game. And when he had his pro day workout, um, two steps into his 40 yard dash, he pulled his quad mm-hmm. and he finished. <clears throat> okay, he finished. He didn't stop, but he finished in four seven one. 
So everybody wrote down 471, right? Well, And they immediately dismissed him. Missed him, him yes. <laughs> and so he talked about how he was sitting at the, at the foot of his parents' bed, watching it on TV with a blanket over his head. And when he heard Jerry make the phone call, you know, he started to cry. Well, he, uh, he was from a little small town in Kansas, um, about uh, 30 Base Hoare Linwood yeah, High School. about 30 miles of west of Kansas City. Um, What's the name of it? Base Hoare. Base Hoare, Kansas is where he was born. And he didn't get a lot of looks out of high school, so he goes to Illinois State. Um, his redshirt freshman year, I think he played like four games, if mm-hmm. I remember, yep. and he left. Well, he got into something uh, to the point his parents basically said, you're going to come home. You're going to Butler Community College. And the way Ron Fellows went to community right? college. And well, Marcus Lawrence. <laughs> Marcus Lawrence and Michael Gallup, by the way. And so he goes there, kind of reestablishes himself, gets a scholarship offer to southern Mississippi. Uh, and, you know, the first year is COVID, 2020. Uh, 2021, 2022, he had a really good uh, season. Um, but in, in these draft guides, like the one we put out, the star draft guide, he was ranked the 33rd cornerback. Uh, there was another one that had him ranked 60th. Wow. And another one 76th. Now that's where you have to question the data. Right. Yeah. Because the Cowboys <laughs> used next year's fifth to go up particularly <laughs> to, get to get this guy. One of the, the, the 60th worst So to me, I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> this nation. kid's got to have something, <laughs> right? right? Just give you an idea on that. What did the Eagles do in the fourth round? They took next year's fourth round pick and traded up for the third pick in the fourth round this year to take Healy Ringo, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. much-touted cornerback from Georgia who fell to the fourth round. And so that's how highly Philadelphia thought of this guy. Mm -hmm. Well, the Cowboys, they traded their fifth-round pick to go get Eric Scott. Right, and here's what his uh, Southern Mississippi uh, head coach, Will Hall, had to say about him. He said, if you're ever around him, He's the epitome of our culture. He really wakes up every day and chooses his attitude and chooses to respond the right way no matter what the circumstances are. He's a kid that didn't have a lot going on out of high school, made some bad decisions, ended up in junior college, and totally has transformed his life. And if you know anything about some of the kids that go to southern Mississippi— uh, and in my days of, of being in Jackson, Mississippi, working at the paper and knowing a little bit about southern Mississippi, these are usually really tough kids that are pissed off because they got overlooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've made a culture out of that at southern Mississippi. And, and Reggie Collier? Yep. Yeah. Except that he is— <laughs> 
<laughs> his talent was a well, little Well, you about wacky. to choke on your yeah, words, right, man? Are yeah. you okay over there? I was trying to just be, <laughs> he started turning red, be didn't he, kind of Reggie Collier, right? Who got his only start the last game of the 86 season, and he wasn't ready. But was an amazing, an amazing athlete. One of the best athletes yes, I've ever seen. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and and so oh, uh, I, I just I just figured that when I started looking at the the Cowboys, you know, really liked him. They got to know him a little better at the East West Shrine game, uh, and then they brought him in on a thirty visit. Mm. So they, you don't waste your thirty visits, right? Uh, and so he had the foresight, or I should say, probably thanks to his uh, agent, that they brought in a photographer and they mimicked the workout he would have done uh, at his pro day. So, you know, that had he not pulled his quad, had not pulled his quad. So they and I went and found it. He said it was on YouTube. Um, it, they call it the W drill for mm-hmm. the corners mm-hmm. where you backpedal, turn, come back hard, backpedal, turn, come back hard, and mm-hmm. they throw you the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they actually do a W. Uh, and they filmed it and sent it out to the teams that he took visits to. And he visited four other teams, too, by the way, uh, and sent the video in. And they're sitting there looking at how this kid's, you know, his movement uh, and it's like, okay. Where did he come from? Yeah. Yeah. And so um, so he got basically a second chance uh, at making it to the NFL. And, and he just sounded like a solid kid. I mean, he was so humble, uh, so grateful. Uh, he couldn't even get through his interview with the guys here on the draft show. Uh, without kind of breaking up, mm-hmm. so it, it was a, it was a good story. I'm anxious to see him when he gets in here. Six one, almost two hundred. Mm-hmm. Another, by the way, six one two hundred yeah. cornerback. Six one two oh four. Yeah. Uh, who's the best player out of Southern Miss? Reggie Collier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying he's the best player out of Southern Miss. You don't think so? Maybe Brett, I'm not Brett, talking maybe, about maybe Brett. Brett Favre. I'm, not, I'm not. Well, you can say Brett Favre. I don't know. How, <laughs> I don't know how Brett played. I don't know how he played in college. I don't know that's how true. he played in college. That's right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm point. saying. You good said point. coming out of Southern Miss. I didn't well, say okay. professional career. Coming okay. out of was, Southern Miss. Was Favre pretty. was a second round pick. Thirty mm-hmm. But only overall. because he had gotten in a car accident and really suffered some serious injuries. Mm-hmm. Favre. And, Favre. Yeah. And and they didn't trust you know they weren't sure what he was going to be but let's remember when um when green bay traded for him after Mm -hmm. his rookie year Mm -hmm. and he didn't really hardly play they gave up a first round pick for him Mm -hmm. Uh, and the rest is history as a matter of fact um so at the time the head coach at atlanta was what year is this? Oh, 91. Lehman Bennett? No, no. <laughs> the, the, little, the little short coach. Jerry Glanville. Glanville. It's a funny story. Me and my buddy uh, that I worked with in Jackson, and he had gone to Southern Miss. His dad was the SID at Southern Miss. We're coming out of the post-Super Bowl um, little dinner at night mm-hmm. where they watch the game again and whatever, and it's freezing cold in Minneapolis. I mean, it's cold. The, the ice sculpture never 
never dripped a drop, right? It stayed frozen. <laughs> anyway, we're coming out, and Glanville comes running out. And he goes, hey, where are you guys going? We told him the hotel. That's where I'm going. I'll walk with you. Well, my friend couldn't resist because they had already made the trade. He, or No, he hadn't made the trade yet. It was a week before. And he goes, uh, yeah, Coach, you know, I went to Southern Miss. I, you know, does, does Brett Favre have a chance in the league? He goes, uh, how did he put it? He said he does if he realizes by Wednesday you got to quit all that, uh, what did he call it, like juice squeezing, meaning drinking, yeah, right? Yeah. He had some term for mm-hmm. partying, right? Mm-hmm. He goes, and I don't know if he'll ever figure it out, just like that. <laughs> and the week later – they traded him for a first-round pick to Green Bay. So, mm-hmm. so the, the you think the accident may have been? I think it hurt his draft. That's think, why he made it, it in the second. Yeah. You think it was assumed that he was drinking? Oh well, that part I don't know. Okay. The details, yeah. but it was. I mean, he suffered some really bad internal mm-hmm. injuries. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I'm sure he was lucky. He was in a little town like Green mm-hmm. Bay too. Mm-hmm. But you're right the best athlete coming out of southern Mississippi is me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you were in Louisiana. First round draft pick out of southern Miss, though. Okay. Who? First round draft pick. Running back? Nope. Had to be a deep Hunter. What? Ray Guy. Oh, that's oh, right. <laughs> it had to be way back. It had yeah. to be way back. There's no way that was a recent. Uh, which, uh, by the way, my friend. also another one. Hanford Dixon is also no, a first-round nice, draft nice. pick. And they, I think the those are only pound, two. Who was, Browns. who was the running back uh, that ended up in Denver? Um, I think he was from southern Mississippi. He won a, a We're going to have Super that Bowl answer for him. you. Plus, I'm going Next. to ask <laughs> you the question. We're going to have the answer to this question. Is there one position on this Cowboys team that you would be most concerned about if you lost the top player at that position? Does that make any sense? Yes. Yeah. The one position that you would be most concerned. Where do they? Where might they want to fortify, even at this late date in the off season, when we come back here mm-hmm. on Nick Shots? The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. 
Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. To Mick Shots. K Post Roofing and Waterproofing. waterproofing. <laughs> Make sure you call them because you want to call them, not because you need to call them, right? Yes. And we. Like before you have damage. Before you have damage. Well, and you know what? I heard on another read, on another station. It wasn't as well written as this one? No. <laughs> That they were the ones that fixed the leak at the AAC, by the way. Oh, okay. So, wow. Oh, really? But they didn't call them there until they had to call them, right? So, so what's it? But what's have it? your roof checked, checked by choice, not, not, not by, by chance. chance. Thank you. That's what I was trying to go, Chris. Thank you. The, the phone number, if yes. anybody wants to get. Uh, uh, and the take phone a stab number at it, is 214, that's as much as I can 225 remember. 225-4860. Yeah. K-post and if you want to go online, kpostroofing.com. Say the number. Kpostcompany. Producer Supreme, would you please read the phone number again without Mickey talking at the same time? It is 214-225-4860. Very good. Thank you very much. This is like Daryl Johnson. <laughs> Daryl Johnson. I don't know. You're Cowboys <laughs> established. There you go. All right. Uh, what is the one position on this team that if you lost the top starter at that position, you might be in a bind? Quarterback. What? Before I say that, before <laughs> – He's let me, gonna, let me, before, he's going to qualify because he knows Chris what I'm going to say. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Sammy Winder was the answer yes. to what Mickey uh, asked before about the running back from mm-hmm. Southern Miss who went on to the Broncos. It was Sammy Winder who was a fifth-round pick in mm-hmm. 1982. All right. The one position where if you lost the top starter at that position, you might be in a bind. This is too easy for me. Producer Supreme said quarterback, but I think that quarterback that came in last year, what was his record as the yeah, I think starting he went four, and four and one? There you go. Else. So that's winning eighty okay, percent so of your games. Okay, so if Dak was on the team, you'd be very confident, Mick, that you can make. Oh, playoffs. not on the team. You didn't. That's not what he said. Yeah. Well, if he got hurt, yeah, and he's he going to miss playing, and that and this player is going to miss five or six games, mm-hmm. and so. If if that were to happen, what's the one position on the team you might? Get antsy. Well, I know what you're going to say. Since they don't really have a starter at this position, kicker. Well, oh, that doesn't count. Kicker doesn't count. I thought you were going to say 
Well, punter too. They don't. I mean, if they lost the starter at punter, then... but your kicker might be able to punt. Okay. But you're not sure you have a kicker. <laughs> All right, your forget, punter might be able to kick. Forget specialist. All right. Well, no kicker, no punt. Don't just worry think about how much the kicker snapper. meant to this team last oh, year. Oh, deep snap. We're, we're they found okay. one last we've year. We've eliminated. We've eliminated specialists from this question. All right. Okay. So the one position, if they lost them. Okay, let's run down. And we know how delicate the union is. This, I, I'm, I'm surprised it's taking this long because this union is very delicate. It was delicate last year. You know, we were, you know, juggling around trying to fill the position. Guard. I think the guard position. If we lose a starter, we don't do well. We, we just don't yeah, do well. Yeah, but you haven't established guard. one starter yet. <laughs> yeah, well, we uh, have Tyler Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if he goes down. No, well, well, they're they're trying to go into this if I, with a different starter at guard than Tyler Smith, right? Let's put it this way: if I don't go to the Super Bowl, and my excuse is I lost my guard, mm-hmm. something else went wrong. Well, we that was our excuse last year is trying to fill the guard position. They had no problems at guard last year. They had no problems at guard last year. No, Connor McGovern played very well. I wouldldn't say that well enough to years, get a three year twenty three million dollar contract <laughs> well only because he's the only one left standing no he was the starter he earned the job okay okay um, All right, so he proposed the offensive what? guard left guard mm-hmm you just can't about, okay, think about the defense the defense yeah, I am. The, I'm going through it over okay over let's over. do it out loud. Okay. I mean, Just I can find it. a guy to play on the defensive line. Okay, all right, go to linebacker. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you lose. I'm a little worried about linebacker okay. if I all lose right. Leighton Van Der Esch. How about safety? Pretty stock there at safety. Yeah. Okay, a cornerback. Well, so – if, if at I, least you got at least got you got digs. two of the two of the Gilmore. Pro Bowl variety, right? And and Bland showed that he can play. I would okay. not even look in the defensive backfield. Okay, so we've uh, done with the defense. Okay, we've already started on offense mm-hmm. at the guard position. Okay, mm-hmm. I think the idea is they would they hope that maybe a Chuma Idoga, uh, who was signed in free agency from Atlanta, who was injured last year, only played one game. You know who's ever everybody's forgetting there is Farniak. Farniak is another one because he came in a couple games and played and, and did a decent job. Mm-hmm. They're working Josh Ball there, and then the plan, if none of those work out, the plan would be. If assuming the tackles are healthy, that Tyler would be your starting left move inside, or they and, move and Terrence, Ty- uh, they move Terrence Steele there if he's okay. ready to play, so they, and then got something Tyron to play Smith with. Plays right tackle, and then there are free agents out there that you would get on a veteran minimum. Salary. Is there a right answer? All right, a wide receiver. It, we haven't wide receiver. I think he's thinking maybe what what running. wide wide receiver. What do you got? You got Brandon Cooks. You didn't have him last who is, year. Who, who seems to be a very muscular young man. You were. Have you seen him? I saw him at the home run derby. Oh game. yeah. This the problem is kind of jacked, man. There was a there was a problem last year at wide receiver. <clears throat> wouldn't you agree? Yes. 
when once Amari left and you had signed James Washington, but it was a minimum wage deal. Gallup, Gallup wasn't ready. And Gallup coming off the knee yeah. injury, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you, you've, you've kind of taken care of that this year with Gallup being a further removed from his mm-hmm. surgery, and mm-hmm. you got Cooks. And All right, we talked quarterback. Tied in. <laughs> tied in. Uh, you've tried to cor- offset the loss of Dalton Schultz. And you, got, you got some possibilities yeah, there. Yeah, but let's, let's talk about Dalton Schultz just for a second. Okay. All right? I think the guy they drafted and Jake Ferguson, when it comes to— That would be com- Luke Schoonmaker, the guy they drafted. The guy they drafted. Sorry. <laughs> I think these guys are better, <laughs> are better blockers right away than Dalton Schultz. Okay. And I, I think one of the problems they had last year <clears throat> in the running game is they didn't get very good blocking at the tight end position. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Well, yeah, we say that having never seen Luke Schoonmaker <laughs> attempt to block. But by God, if he's a tight end for Michigan, as much as they run the block, ball, right? right? By like, golly, as much as Stanford produces tight ends, they ought to be able to block, right? Yeah. Well, now, let me say this. And, I said and it the before. other guy's from Wisconsin. Dal- so. Dalton, Dalton could block. When when we had the other the other tight end, Blake Jarwin. Blake Jarwin. When Blake Jarwin was a starter, Dalton was that big guy that came in, <laughs> and he caught the little two yard passes. But he was a blocker, and I don't know what happened. Or maybe he did he lose he became weight. Became the receiving tight end. He became, end. The, but he, he he looked like it now. He didn't even block as the same tight end. After he, he worked so much on the jugs machine, he worked on that jugs machine. I don't machine know what so happened, much. but he became a bad. He became as bad as Jarwin. And and um, my assessment is not like, you know, some looking back and have revisionist history. He didn't get a big deal in free agency. Let's remember that mm-hmm. it's a one year deal to go to the Texans for as much as six million. So his base salary is guaranteed at three point something, and then there's a signing bonus mm-hmm. that he got, mm-hmm. like one point two five. So it wasn't like, boy, he was the cat's meow at tight end. <laughs> he seemed like. When's he was the last the time you heard that? Hey, Frank Sinatra, can we go back? Come back to the to the present. Get back to yeah. the. Yeah. Can we get back to the correct answer to the question that was posed? Are you worried about the running, running back? back? I knew mm-hmm. that's where he was the going. running back. Yeah. If you lose Tony Pollard, then what? Or if he's not ready. Or if he's not ready. He we've, said that many, we've, we've talked about that many times then on what? this show. Yeah. We, we, we assume to it that he will be ready. It's like as if he's just going to come back the same Tony Pollard. When you look at the pool of running backs in free agency right now. Well, they already signed theirs. Ronald Jones. Yeah. That doesn't give you a lot of confidence? Just like James Washington didn't give me a lot of confidence okay. last year. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow, he never said that. He never said that. This is his first time saying that, Spack. (laughs) All we've been touting James Washington on this show, we're talking about his rehab, and boy, we can't wait to get that. Ooh, he's Jack, too. He never said a word. You know what? All of a sudden, he's like, hey, guys, I said it this time. But he never. I said it this time. He never got a chance, and then he got hurt. But he was never excited anyway from the beginning. So. So you want to re-sign Ezekiel Elliott? Mm-hmm. I have no argument against mm-hmm. that. You know, and there's and too I, many people I, I, I'm, I'm out there that here. are. Because I saw an argument was just the other day 
that well they got Ronald Jones mm -hmm. and they said and they and paid like him Ronald Jones. and they said he they paid him this they, they paid him pay nothing oh that's a better so, minimum as a matter of fact if if Deuce Vaughn shows he's worthy of being the second or third and I love Deuce back, Vaughn. As a third Ronald runner. Jones yeah. is not on the team. That's true. Yeah. I mean, he got like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars signing bonus. This directly threats his position on the team. Yes, I believe that. I truly believe that as well. So, but you're right, and, and as I've said many times, tell me who's going to replace the twelve rushing touchdowns, and who's going to replace him going and, and twelve forget, of fourteen on third and one. Forget, okay, if Tony Pollard gets hurt. Alongside Tony Pollard. Yes, that's Same deal my as, argument. As, as what they've had the last four years with Zeke and Tony Pollard. Who is the guy that's alongside Tony Pollard? Because Deuce Vaughn is the third guy. He's the satellite guy. And nothing right? against to Ronald start Jones, his career. and we'll he see might where he get an opportunity and play well, but no one has really given him that opportunity, right? I mean, he, he was there in Tampa, and they made sure they went and got a running they back. They sure did. And he didn't. Do anything at Kansas City last year. Right. He didn't hardly play. Right. Two games, maybe? I, something like that? He used to be a good back right. in this and, league. He was he's a like really six years into his, into his career. He now. just really so. hadn't gotten – and he's not that old. I think he's like 25, 26. So is, can, Hunter, can Hunter carry this load? Hunter Lipke. Oh, well, I don't know that Would I would. you rather have him or is he <laughs> – Oh, I'd be <laughs> – <laughs> I'll take my chances with Zeke. Okay. But, dude, Zeke don't have a number. His number's gone. He'll, you know what, whatever the dollar sign, yes, after the dollar sign, he'll play it for it. It would look so awkward, though, wouldn't it? I mean. Well, I, it, it goes back to I the old. I think he wanted 15 anyways. So. Ah, interesting. Number. High interesting. And, and, and that's Greer, is that right? Will Greer 15? Yeah. No, that's not Greer. Grid doesn't exist. <laughs> Grid is at 15 right now. He does he, not exist. You don't even have to pay no, him. For we don't the have to pay him anything. Okay. Um, no, I think there's an argument to be made for that. I, I really do, and I think too many people are just dismissing the potential uh, of that happening. Now, oh, I, I it agree. comes. I agree 100. The the, the, mm -hmm. the only thing that would hold it up is if he says, "No, I got to have more money than mm -hmm. that." Then okay, fine, because they're not going to pay him more than what two million. And then incentives. So, I mean, you, you can three million maybe. You can disguise it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sort of way they disguised. Who's? I was looking up a contract. Oh, it was Schultz's contract. It was a four-year deal right. with three. Voidable, got the same deal. Three in voidable years, yeah. mm -hmm. and, and then they they took the signing bonus. It gets, and, it gets and announced as a nine-year deal, and it's actually half that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you, you could do that with him. Has anyone had, had a Zeke sighting? Not really. I think he did something at a some charity thing. Mm -hmm. Somebody spotted him. I want to see what he looks like. He didn't. A oh, yeah. See if he, well, that's if another he's thing. In right? shape. If yeah. he's yeah. staying in We're shape. We're assuming he's in shape. Mm -hmm. All right. That does it for this edition. Usually when you're a free agent, you try to stay in shape. Okay. And so we, we will talk at like you three again. Times already. <laughs> talk at you again next Monday and talk about the Zeke signing. And who won the ACL Awards? Do you have a favorite? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enjoy the ACM Awards, and we will see you again next Monday here on Mix Shots. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!